Welcome to Movie and a Beer, everybody. This is Dan bringing us in, and we have a wonderfully good classic cult favorite film oh, yeah. and a couple of really amazing beers that we're going to talk about during this episode. But we also have some amazing co-hosts and friends with us tonight. Oh, yeah. This is Aaron. I'm your good sarsaparilla expert. Sarsaparilla. I'm, I'm your uh, co-host, Blake. I'm your Jeff Bridges expert. And I'm Brian. I'm your rug expert. Your rug expert. <laughs> how to it. clean them. There, there's lots Brian, of ASMR Brian, rug cleaning Brian, does it on. tie the room together? It totally ties the room together. Ties the room together, man. That, he yeah. pissed on my rug. Yeah, that rug really so tied the room together. They tied the room together. It's Nazis pissed on my rug. Yes. Have you They're guessed what this is about, like, dear listener? Well, uh, uh, we're going to argue about an ethos. These like, men are just, cowards. Don't be, you don't need to be concerned about I that. I shouldn't be concerned about them? Okay. <laughs> yeah, so The Big Lebowski. That's what we watched. <laughs> we we uh, went to a lounge to get some food, and then we were like, hey, what would be a good thing? Oh, hey, we already knew what we were watching. Yeah, we, we did. We had already meditated on that as the dude meditates throughout this whole film. Dude meditates in a way that's very pro bowling, but so, Jeff Bridges also meditates. So there are. We'll talk about. Oh yeah, yeah we'll a get little there in bit, a second. We'll a little bit that some of us know so, about meditation yeah. and active meditation versus passive oh, meditation. And all welcome that. to <laughs> meditation and a beer. Yes, <laughs> meditation, so, and beer, and a meditation. Uh, beer and a meditation. Uh, so, listener, if you're not familiar, big, the Big Lebowski. I, I will say this is one of my favorite movies. Uh, all, full stop. But it was released 1998. I've seen it several times. Each time I have uh, picked out something new to appreciate and enjoy Same. that I hadn't noticed before. So this is it's a Coen Brothers movie about somebody who is a kind of fish out of water put into unexpected circumstances. And the the dude is our main character. His name play, is play, Jeffrey Lebowski, but he's goes played by, by the played dude. by Jeff Bridges. Indeed. Yes. And the dude is a very relaxed sort of um I don't want to say reactive, he, but he responds a, to a, situations. He just a, wants it to do it his way, and everyone else screws it up. He, he's just trying to be in the flow of the universe, man. He's yeah, trying to yeah. just... The he, dude's just here to... to he play. has his schedule. He has his routine. I've got League on Wednesdays and Saturdays, man. I'm just trying to bowl, trying to get some creamer from Ralph's for 69 cents on a check. and <laughs> Writing a check for 69 cents. I've got my bowling yeah. team with a Walter Sub check, played by John Goodman, mm-hmm. and Donnie, played by Steve Buscemi. Yes. Right. I'm just trying to bowl and keep my rug, man. A and moment of silence so for Donnie. Let's talk about yeah. like the what is what is the bowling and then why? and then the routine is interrupted. Oh yes. Yes. When the Big Lebowski, the titular Big Lebowski's wife, wife Bunny, owes money to play, a play local, by Tara Reed. Tara Reed to, uh, owes money to a local pornographer. Or, or sorry, a digital artist. What did he call himself? He called himself a publisher. A He's publisher. a publisher. Because <laughs> that's what they do. They publish. Yeah, they publish adult content, but they're yeah, they're, they they're pornographers, but they call themselves publishers. Well, Jackie Treehorn calls them because of a misunderstanding. The the dude's rug is pissed on. He gets his yeah, half and half a, wrecked. A, a, and a case of mistaken identity. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, mm-hmm. They're uh, the wrong Lebowski, and so and thanks to Jackie him, Treehorn's henchman trying to recover the money, uh, identify our protagonist, and try and recover money that he just simply does not have because he's unemployed. Which. To what Aaron said earlier about uh, notice details, I noticed just today that they say, uh, your wife owes money, and the dude goes, do you see a wedding ring on my finger? He owes his right hand. Yeah. <laughs> and I noticed, wait, that's the wrong hand to hold up. I and never caught that. That's really funny. I was like, hold on, hold on now. Yeah. So this uh, so this, this film was made in... 98. 98. But it's set in the early 90s when Correct. George... Herbert Walker Bush was in power, yeah. which they show briefly. Correct. And there's multiple st- storytellers here because you the, you get the dudes 
you well, get the cowboy. Personal would, perspective, and then I you would get the argue cowboy. It, which, I would argue it's just the cowboy. Is it? He's the only one telling the story. He he sets the scene with his uh, narration, mm-hmm. and then you just see the story f- unfold. I I mean, you see it basically from the dude's perspective. But the, it was the dude's perspective as told to Sam Elliott, the cowboy. No, that Sam Elliott tells. Yeah. yeah. Which it, but he does why. interact with him. You don't know who is he and why is he telling the story. I love it. I, just, well, I, he, I, he, he tells you at the end that it makes a good story. Yeah. And, and I... I will venture to say that the the whole point of the film is there's a man, he has his routine, a whole lot of chaos happens that doesn't matter, and the dude abides. At the end, the routine continues. This is the same film as Sisu. The man has something, <laughs> it's taken away from him, and he wants it back. The dude wants his rug back, it really tied the room together. Yes. He, at one point, has a rug, and it's taken again. Right. And he did get a, a an acceptable replacement rug, which was also taken away from him later by uh, uh, Maud, my Maud Lebowski. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, we're spoiling and her, and her twink bodyguards. There's no spoilers movie we're, ever. We're, if you haven't seen this movie, then stop right now, please, and well, watch no, it because like, it's 25 years old and absolutely. The, even if it's ending. spoiled, you can enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. even this, knowing the ending, it's still a great journey. Yeah. And I love that about this movie. There is something about a film where, like, if you know the ending, it ruins it. And that's, this is not that film. This film holds up, even if you kind of know what's going on. I feel like that's the mark of a Coen Brothers movie. Because most of their films, if you know it, their films are all about the details, all the weird little well, bits and pieces. Like Raising Arizona, it's about a couple who steal one kid of a nine, whatever nine tuplet is. Like a, 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 some local celebrity has like nine kids. We'll just take one. They're not going to miss one. And that's where the story is. And it's all about the weird little details. Was it de- weird detail or character? Because I think yes. it, like what drives this is the characters. I'm saying yes. Okay. I mean, there's no blue screen other than the, f- the, 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 the dream, dream sequences, sequences which, which are is, fantastic. They're so good. Weird. <laughs> they're weird. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, we'll have to get into this a uh, little teaser for five minutes from now. Dan hasn't seen this movie in full till tonight. Yeah. Right. I'd only seen... Well, so having many friends who've seen it many, many times and heard all the quotes and seen clips Dude, of pro- Probably so drunkenly for me while hitting yeah. several what, breweries. So, yeah. Dan, Dan, what are the quotes or the, the scenes or the, the snippets that you, you had felt like were most frequently represented to you? Like, what, what did you already know about this movie before you saw it? The references to white Russians. Okay. That makes sense. To Caucasians. That's, a, that's a, another Caucasian, Gary? Yes. Um, I would say... Probably the John Goodman character. That's fun to says it, a lot of. Stuff. It's fun to yell. My <laughs> over the line, Smokey. Yeah, my that's that's my absolute favorite scene is him going from zero to a hundred to zero when he shows up with his ex wife's dog. Yes, which they get into later, but just you know his ex wife show dog. And uh, dude's like, why do you have the dog here, man? Well, I can't let the dog in a boarding house. The dog has papers. He, you know, the 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 effing dog has effing papers. Over the line. What? Yeah. I'm sorry, Smokey. You're over the line. Right. <laughs> so it's, it's like, the character Walter is responding so emotionally in- intensely to, to like, every situation. Although, yes. for, yeah. although bowling is kind of the one thing he really loses his mind at. That's the Correct. one. That's the one way the dude convinces him to you know help him out. And say if you don't help, I'm off the bowling team. Yeah, I'll go. It's an emergency. <laughs> that's all he has, really. Right. right. <laughs> Correct. But he he does need to work on those emotions. You <laughs> should be flashing a so gun at the bowling alley. E- each of those three of the on the on the bowling team are all yeah. flawed characters oh, in very, very different ways. Not Donnie. Donnie's perfect. 
No. He just asked well, we don't know. <laughs> we, we, we don't know. He, he never is given the center stage to to let us know what his character we, is. We, we did notice, though, that he doesn't drink any alcohol. He only drinks soda out of a can. Yeah. From, Donnie's from a, he's a, sober. A sober. Donnie does not assert yeah. himself. That's Don, true. Donnie Don, does kind of just, yeah. Like he, well, he, 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 he accepts this abusive sort of friendship with Walter. Well, both well, of his he, friends are such large personalities. Yeah, and he also doesn't really listen for a chance to jump in. He's I'm the walrus. I, I am the walrus. <laughs> no, shut the fuck up, Donnie. I am the walrus. L. I. Lenin, and I, I never remember the name, but like the uh, Ilyinov Ulyinov, uh, Vladimir Ilyinov Ulyinov Lenin, and not John Lennon, who Donnie was quoting of I am the walrus. But what was the dude <laughs> quoting John Lennon, or like actual like? Oh, uh, so I think, was, I think the was dude, the dude quoting. I think the dude, the dude lost his track, train of thought. The dude was probably trying to say, of look for who benefits, which I think might actually be a Karl Marx thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the dude does that a couple of times where he just sort of loses his train of well, thought. And you know, man, like the, uh, the dude is the, a stoner. The, 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 you know, man, the, the, dude, the thing. <laughs> the dude is a stoner. The dude, and several instances, repeats things that have been that he's heard or that have been said to him. Parliament of our times. This aggression will not stand. Right. N- nuggets of wisdom that other characters have previously dropped will, in a different context. I will chop off your Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> the word Johnson comes up a lot after that. It, it does. Uh-huh. <laughs> right, right. But he, um, you mean coitus? No. Uh, <laughs> but he, he does that. You're, uh, in the parlance of our time, and uh, yeah, like yeah, it was the, the this aggression yeah. won't stand. And then uh, s- several different ways. Uh, there's a couple others. He just regurgitates something that somebody had said to him earlier in, in a different way, trying yeah. to like I don't know if he's like trying to sound smart or if he's like trying to do 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 what. But I think he's just trying to get survive in the scene because this world's not for dude. Yeah, right? I, I think like his brain is Swiss cheese, right? And he's pulling up the last thing he heard. All right, so I'm gonna call this out because I just googled it. Marmots, which is what he calls the ferret that the, <laughs> that the nihilist brought in and dropped into the tub, is not a marmot. It's a ferret. Ferrets are belong to a d- different yeah, genus. Yeah, I, I pet set for ferrets. That's clearly a ferret. <laughs> yeah, yes. no, it was a ferret. It was not a marmot because marmots. Include squirrels. Oh, I didn't know that. And groundhogs and woodchucks, and that's it. Groundhogs are groundhogs are bad. They they bit they hurt my my first dogs when she tried to get rid of them. So, dear groundhogs. listener, the ferret is a torture device when it's dropped into an occupied tub. Yes, because it crashes is, in the water. It is carnivorous and will eat meat, including. I've been trying Johnson, to figure out how to like. Johnson speed run the plot of this movie and you kind of can't because it goes in a lot of different directions it follows the dude except for two shots scenes there's like right. two shots or scenes that reveal information to the audience that the narrate the the, the the lead doesn't know it, but yeah. it goes it goes a lot of places but these two scenes are so interesting because they are so informative for the audience one yeah. is bunny lebowski is driving in a car and she has all her toes which dear she listener, has not been kidnapped. She's not been kidnapped, and that's which, what that which tells everyone them. has been led to believe with the information given right. to the lead. This, this the setup is a ransom. It's yeah. ransoming like Bunny Lebowski has been captured. She'll be killed if she's not if that ransom for a million dollars, which in the early nineties was significant money. For me, it's significant money now. <laughs> well, okay, more significant than early nineties, but. Uh, the other scene, though, is who was the owner of the toe? Amy we, Mann. Amy Mann. A German girlfriend. Who's ordering uh, lingonberry pancakes. <laughs> in German. In German. Which they were at, what was it, an IHOP? Or I think it was an IHOP. Or, it was it, it, no, not an IHOP. It, it, it might have been in Norm's, which is yeah. a, a diner chain in L.A. Ah. Yeah. L.A. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Uh, we also got to see a Ralph's. We got to see a local but, theater. <laughs> 
<laughs> so let me let me let me ask the, the, the opening man. shots of this film um, are very vivid with this tumbleweed that's kind of rolling the, over the, the ground. old and uh, western western music yep. like a uh, grand old opry style or no I, uh mm. it was um no, tumbling more, tumbling was more roy, like a roy, roy rogers, rogers. That, okay yep. type that deal sense. Yeah. yep tumbling tumbling i think was roy rogers old yep. cowboy music yes, and, yes, and yes. so we see this tumbleweed kind of going through la and we see then kind of tumbling along the beach it's almost funny. the beach across the uh, an overpass over the highway over the highway but uh, it, it's, across the a dune or like a have you ever been to the city. LA? I have. know that there are actual tumbleweeds that you can see in LA. What, what I what I want to ask is <laughs> they got better tumbleweeds. Than, shaking his head. They got yes, better they tumbleweeds. It's true. Okay, the, the tumbleweed takes this kind of western element along with Sam Elliott, our narrator, and you know, you know, plops it in LA. Mm-hmm. Could this movie have been set anywhere else? No, New York, maybe. I don't know about New York. It's too busy. Not for the dude. Uh, well, as someone who's actually lived in L.A., Brian, is there? Did this movie inform? Did it inform? Did it, does it seem okay. to reflect correctly? I think it could have taken place almost anywhere. Okay, because location was not a character except for Correct. in the initial scene. Well, and the uh, and, in and, and, and Donnie's funeral. I would argue Donnie's funeral too. That that was coastal. Specifically. Yeah, there's bowling alleys everywhere. There's mm-hmm. freeways everywhere. I mean, I saw things that huh. I recognized as a longtime Former. resident of the area, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but they didn't serve a plot device. Like I know where Simi Valley Road is. Mm-hmm. I know what Norm's Diner is, but it doesn't look that different from any other diner. So that's a really this, good this point. I, I know Orleans. what a Ralph's is, but a Ralph's is, looks exactly like a Kroger or a Safeway yeah. or a Safeway or a, Mar- or a Martin's. Yeah, or it's okay. a supermarket. It could yeah. be anywhere. So it could be anywhere where there's a cowboy that wanders into a bowling alley. <laughs> yeah, well, and and I don't feel like L.A. certainly now or in the '90s was kind of a old, old west feel. Oh, no. So so what I read that this takes place actually in Malibu. Like that's where his apartment is and that's where the bowling alley is and what? stuff. What? Yeah, that's what it said in the trivia. Interesting. Trivia. Really? Yeah. And then that could be wrong, but I, I mean, know. I don't hate it. It feels like some, something the dude would do. What does it say that the Malibu cops were in shorts? I just <laughs> <laughs> well, Malibu. Well, Malibu is where the all the rich people are and mm-hmm. the fact that they have cops at all is Kind of funny. Ridiculous. I mean, the, the the crimes are so high stakes. They're either either taken care of by the FBI, uh huh, or they're like parking or tickets. it's par- a parking ticket. Yeah, <laughs> okay. That's why that guy seemed pretty relaxed with his coffee through the dude. <laughs> He's like, I'm just gonna hit you. Speaking of the dude, as the Jeff Bridges expert, phenomenally acted. Phenomenally acted, based on a character the Coen Brothers knew called Whoa, Jeff Dowd. Really? Who is very much probably not to the degree that the dude is in the film, but it just. Yeah, laid back, relaxed, whatever. I'm, I'm the dude, man. I'm just hanging yeah. out. I'm doing whatever. And Jeff Bridges is big into meditation. There's a book out called... Uh, was the, he before The Big Lebowski? Because this I was so. 1998. Like, the Dude and the Zen Master is the name of the book. Okay. He talks to his the meditation like teacher. So I think he's been doing that for a while. And, and there's he, a whole school of thought of like where the dude... And, the, well, and Walter says it. You're being very undude right now. He even and looks it, like him. He even I just no yeah. I just googled it's, like it's, it's eerie, blonde, right? Blonde hair. Yeah, it's basically dude. Jeff Dowd. Yeah, but uh, uh, the, but Walter Cohen said brothers met Jeff Dowd while working on a promotional material for their Blood Blood Simple and were inspired by his mannerisms oh, yeah, and simple. outlook on life. Wow. Uh, so, but yeah, the, the dude's very yep. The dude abides has been a big point of this is the lifestyle I want to take on. This is a mental state I want to take on. Just mm-hmm. you know, things happen. 
life happens and the dude abides. But there's so many different like ethos that are represented because there's like the dude abides. Oh, castration? There's also <laughs> the nihilism. Sorry. There's, uh, I would argue, the sort of uh, well, capitalism. Con- cons- consumerism. C- consumerism, capitalism is, is represented. The, uh, we, we, in Maud Lebowski, we see this like feminist uh, outlook. Like there's there's a lot of but, different... But also we- this, the stereotypical artist type that can't can't connect with people right and and then we've also got the uh the 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 bowlers archetype yeah like bowler the yep. league the, is the league bowlers like that's like yeah that's like you know you do your day job you have your family or whatever but the if, but, you but your life league, is on the lanes yeah if you if you ooh that's, that's well good. and then also <laughs> a person who just lives in the past with the vietnam and uh, like an ex like a, an ended marriage yeah i didn't catch like, uh walter's just obsession until this viewing where I realize, oh, he's just upset about the breakup. He can't get over it. And that's why he keeps going, well, I excelled in Vietnam. Right. He, he's covering up, up the emotional pain of his divorce with Sandy Koufax. An earlier phase yes. of his life. With the Vietnam trauma. But also yeah. because, because that trauma is easier to deal with for him. Here's, well, also, here's an unrelated piece of trivia. Jeff yes. Dowd was one of the co-founders of the Sundance Film Festival. <gasps> And a really good friend of Robert Redford. Oh, that's very cool. So he's, dude, he's in the. Dude. I can see. I can see a real life the dude hanging out with Robert Redford. <laughs> but I, was I say, love that the, the character has, of Walter was like so fixated on the things that he shared with his ex wife. He was trying to yes. hold on to it. The the like, dog, like the Sabbath, the, the quote unquote Sabbath. Pomeranian. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, the dog, and you know, and and the rug really tying the room together was something he actually said. What, Jeff Dowd? Yes. <laughs> That's beautiful. So they, it's based I mean, on which what is happened funny in real life for some things. It's but, funny because you see yeah. the apartment. It's a pretty lame apartment. The drugs, nothing to brag about. It didn't tie shit together. It's yeah. just a rug. But it was his rug. It was his rug. And, and it was got dude's rug. It was his rug and it was and stolen. Uh, mitterated upon for by, no reason. It was the Wu. wrong one. By Wu. Yeah, Wu, by Wu. Wu peeing on the his rug. The rug pissers. And, it, and, the, and the room was legitimately better with the rug than without. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, I guess so. So so he also claims that the vehicle <laughs> being stolen and then going to find the vehicle and then discovering an eight-year-old's homework in the vehicle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a ninth the grade. lot was real. Like, that actually happened. <gasps> That's not made up. That, That's really That is funny. one of my favorite cable edits. Most people have probably heard this where when a oh, film- Oh, you can't was, say all these words on our podcast, but go ahead. I'm going to say the words you can say on our podcast. Okay. Dan's going to cut a couple already. I'll bleep them. When, when you go to when uh, films Wait, go to cable, it's for a general audience. You have to cut down the swearing. And there's a scene where Walter says a phrase. This is what happens when you f a stranger in the a. But for cable, for whatever reason, they decided it would be better to put in. This is what happens, Larry, when you find a stranger in the Alps. It's regarded as one of the best weird edits. And there's some weird ones out there, but this is just. It's strange because he says well, it over and over. Yeah, he, does. he says a phrase yeah. a lot. So you hear yeah. on cable, this is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps. Smash, smash, smash. Eventually cut to in and out. So there's or, also <laughs> another scene in the film, or another nugget, as it were, when Julianne Moore, Maud, and Jeff Bridges... Some men find the word uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. But <laughs> what, no, Johnson? this is after she is conceived, <laughs> and he's, she asks him, well, tell me about yourself a little bit, because I want to know a little bit about <laughs> my baby's daddy. <laughs> And and he says that he was a part of the Seattle Seven. Yeah, which remind me, which I always is, forget what that is. So and, and the well, Huron report. Is, yeah. Uh, yeah. So this <laughs> Jeff Dowd was actually a part of an active anti-war movement during the Vietnam War in Seattle that was known as the Seattle Seven. Which is incredible. So he's really friends with Walter. True. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah I even thought more about so. That. Yeah. Seattle but literation bowling, front. Bowling yeah. brings people together. It really does. Yeah. They demonstrated a lot and they caused a lot of havoc. He's also roadie for uh, the Speed of Sound tour for Metallica. Yeah, apparently, is, apparently the bunch yeah. of um, but yeah, no, they, that's what's amazing is like the Coen brothers took this like interesting person's life, these little nuggets and kind of just wove them together in this right. interesting kind of story. And there is a lot of, there's like documentaries done on this film and documentaries and all kinds well, of like. Well, there used to be a, uh, a convention, yeah. a Lebowski con in Midwest somewhere. It was yeah. always at bowling alley. They always served right, white Russians. It was just people dressing like characters in the movie and bowling. That was the whole thing. I don't know if COVID kind of like shut that down or whatever, yeah. but it that was a, a running I, thing for I a while. I can see that being actually a lot of fun, uh, right? Uh, it, you you know you show Low stakes. up. You're wearing your cardigan. That's kind of you're, you're out wearing of fashion. Your, you're wearing your khakis with a it, with green shorts and your uh, or your nighttime shades. full body purple <laughs> jumpsuit. Hey Jesus! Or your Jesus t- got it going on. Hey, nobody messes with the really Jesus. Cute. Or your, yeah. or your Vietnam tactical vest, vest. Like, yes. as, as, a, as a you know as or, a choice. Boy, John Turturro, man. He doesn't get a lot of shine. He doesn't get a lot of time in this oh, movie, in but this he movie, makes a meal he, out of this. But time. yeah, he he is. He licks them balls. He is. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to bleep that. That's fair. <laughs> he shows up twice, and they're both cinema gold. Especially and, and it's Especially all him as the actor. Yes. God, yeah. the, the I mean, I'm, of, I'm sure they gave him the lines, but he did something with them lines. What's He's the said. pelvic, the body movement, and the pelvic, like this, this whole like the, the single the single piece jumpsuit. Yeah. That his like his bowling partner matches his his color because yes, they're Liam, but also only, wearing the same color. Yeah, with the shirt. His oh, bowling partner. Well, wears, he's like, a, he's pants. an air conditioning salesman. I assume he can't be going crazy with the full suit. Yeah, <laughs> he has a job to maintain. Oh, they were both cute, but still, I mean, it's just like. Really? <laughs> but his name is Liam, so how wild can he get? Yeah, right. yeah, not, not as wild as Jesus. No, no, no. Jesus be leading you said Liam it, to the promised land. My, my favorite joke. Said it, buddy. One of my favorite jokes in the whole movie, though, was uh, like. Saying like they they find uh, uh I mean previously Walter wants to keep uh, Shabbos and not bowl on Sober Shabbos Sober Shabbos yeah and uh, so they're meant to play against Jesus and his partner Liam on Saturday but they get to reschedule to a Wednesday but Burkhalter the Kraut and then they find him on Saturday in the bowling lobby and Jesus is like Jesus doesn't care about Saturday or Sunday. I'll play you on Saturday. No, I'll play you on Wednesday too. I'm gonna win either way. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's really bringing it. Right. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Jesus really was funny a joke. Jew. That's what's hilarious. It's <laughs> very good. Yeah. But it's also it's like, yeah, the Sabbath doesn't yeah, matter. To, like, no. oh, I loved that. I love that. No, There's and then so and then when he leaves, it, it, when he after he walks away, it's just boy, yeah, yeah. we're getting to him. <laughs> it's, though, like some of the few times that Walter's chill, and it scares me more than when he's yelling. <laughs> just yeah. calmer than you are, man. Be careful with that. Calmer than you are, dude. Yeah, so I I think there's a lot of interesting things. Um, so many characters. The the cinematography was very straightforward. They didn't. They did a few, and you pointed it out, Blake, while we were sitting there. Oh, they did a little small camera zoom. That was me during or no, Aaron. That was Aaron, not Blake. All right, I'm happy. To, I'm happy. I'm honored to be mistaken for Aaron. Somebody said, "Hey, they're doing a little camera zoom," but other than <laughs> hey. that, it was just straight open shots. It was the uh, zoom when the uh, the Big Lebowski and Brandt were yelling at the dude for yeah. not delivering for not the delivering money. the money, yeah. which they set him up to do. But yeah. yeah, as as the it was it was kind of zooming in, I think to to maximize the emotional intensity right. of the scene. Yeah, well, they didn't have to resort to a lot of tricky camera moves or green ski green because yeah. the Coen Brothers are all about story and character. Yeah, I mean they populate their films with really fascinating 
in-depth characters. Jeez, we, and, we, and, and this film is no different at all. We, we get to the point where, and I've mentioned this today, I don't care for a... a oh, boy, they got the, the, the detective at the end. I always forget his name because I don't think he needs to be there. That storyline doesn't really oh, matter the, to me. Oh, the brother Seamus with the... Yeah. Yeah. You mean Irish yeah. monk? No, but that, that, that <laughs> tells us about... Dick, not the private not the cop <laughs> detective. I, I think know, that I tells know. us about Bunny Lebowski, though. She ran away from home from Moorhead, Minnesota, which does not look like the photograph that's <laughs> no. displayed. How would you and know? what's funny... I've been there. <laughs> and what's funny is, like, yeah, they show this photo of, like, yeah, they think this this photo of the family farm will entice her to come back. But, no, this is somebody who is, like, you know, bored and unappreciated at home. She runs away, marries this, mil- you know, purported millionaire yeah. as a trophy wife. She's bored and unappreciated there, too. As a, as a character, because she's I, interesting. Not to make assumptions, I if his legs don't work, I assume he, he not, uh, the rest of it doesn't work. No, it works. Oh, that's what now, he calls we it. We even get the uh, the cops get a little bit of shine, even though they're kind they're kind of one note, but they're they're, they're kind of fun characters. Yeah, we we get the like Aaron and I were cracking up when the the two cops are taking the dude's statement, <laughs> like the ones like checking his bowling pin <laughs> pipe, his p- weed pipe. There's like, oh, two crimes, whoa, separate incidents, and the message is left and. Oh, and the message uh, so, of, of uh, Maud Lebowski saying, I'm uh, the one that took your rug. Yeah. And like, oh, we can close the case on goes, that one. Yeah, that one's closed. <laughs> John Polito, yes, he's uh, great. Uh, and he passed away back in 2016. So oh. no longer with us. But he was great on a few sitcoms I watched. He's, he's, he's terrific. He's a really good actor. He's always great. He, there was a he lot was of, always great. He was. And, and there's a lot of interesting and, and actors my, in my, this movie, too, uh, besides the main My complaint so. about that character isn't to him. Yeah. I love him. I just felt like that scene always feels like Is that a they could have cut it. It feels, it's like, un- it feels well, like they the produced, you know, they didn't want to you, bother you the Coen brothers. Can, everything that was said, you can assume. They they laid a trap for themselves in that they showed the VW bug following big or following the dude, the dude mm-hmm. in four or five other scenes. Right. So to cut that final scene yeah. explaining yeah. why that yeah, VW still. was following them, they would have had to recut I'm, Well, well why scene. why why is why is there a cowboy telling a story? Well, true. And that's what that, I'm saying. I'm like, they, now, they have something about the cowboy. Don't have anything to do with I, the I think the Coen Brothers, I mean, you, you, so the the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Yes. I think the Coen Which Brothers have a bit of, of <laughs> like love letter for Westerns. Well, of course. And I think this is some of their enthusiasm for the genre. Right, but sure. the, the, the scene with the cops that are interviewing Lebowski, that actually tells us more about Maude Lebowski, the character. Yeah. The scene with um, the the private eye that tells us about Bunny as a character. It's, so it's not it's not it's it's useful. It's in service of trying to flesh out the other characters that are floating around the story. Yes, I, I guess I right. accept it, that. It doesn't drive the plot, but it drives character. Yes, and explanation for everybody's motivation within the film. Agreed. Yeah, you, I, you said that better than which I did. Is very Brian. complex. Yeah. I, the, I accept the dude that. Dude tries to explain it, and he can't. He can't even. Well, explain he's it on a he's complex. on a strict diet of uh, he's on a strict d- drug and uh, white Russian diet. Yes. Yeah, the dude does, does not understand all. Keep his, all keep his mind is, clear. So he's unemployed, and he keeps smoking these little teeny roaches. And he lights a couple. Of big size, full size ones, and I'm just like, where do you? Where, the where do you from, think dude? the roach comes from, Dan? He, that that one from him talking to the Big Lebowski is the same one from when he banged Mod. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Spoiler yes, alert. He's absolutely. 
He's on disability. He lives in Section 8 housing. Yes. That's how his oh, economy is that what that works. Was? Okay. Yep. I can see that. I was going to make that assumption, but it really wasn't explained too much. So, but, and no, that's why I, they, I, I never, they never get into it. And that's I'm why the landlord. a assumption yeah, right yeah. now. Well, that's why the landlord was like, well, just come see my show and pay me rent when you can because yeah. he knows he's, yeah. he's good for it. But he, he, he is, he like is really gentle about it. That I love that character actor, but he is really gentle about the, the, the rent. Like, so, hey, tomorrow's already the 10th. I work in a bank. And I've seen you know payments come in right before and a few days after, never by the tenth. <laughs> uh, the tenth is very late for for a, l- a little bit, there. and that's and I think that really speaks to the dude. But, the dude's very the dude will operate when the dude operates. Well, it's like also when he was talking to the big Lebowski, he said, "What, what day is this? What's, yeah. What's it? Yeah, right. You he don't does, go. You don't go, look, look, the, go out looking for a job just like that. Yeah, the dude is day? the dude is outside of time a little bit because hey, he hey, just hey, sort man, of you mind if I smoke this Jay? Does a thing. <laughs> I, I I'm actually so I love the scene of the landlord's um like art exhibition <laughs> or performance so the, the one man show but it's also it, so ridiculous it's so ridiculous I can't even tell like what the landlord's trying to communicate with the show if it's supposed to be like well it's clearly a commentary spring. on uh, manhood and the extension of life Aaron come on uh, I don't know also afterwards we get some in and out and just. Johnny. <laughs> no, I, I I mean mods art. I think I at least understand. Well, it's very is, vaginal. Sure. Uh, I don't know if we have to beep that or not. But uh, <laughs> don't if you bleep that, but, I'll quit this podcast. But she's also. I'm sure there's terms and conditions for Spotify and everybody. But anyhow, I, so, I will quit if Dan bleeps. But that. she is she is like so like. 100% feminist. V- very and straightforward. Like, she, she, she has figured out her art. She yes. is a yeah. professional yeah, artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. A polished artist. And the landlord is dabbler. He is, the, he is a The dabbler. landlord is still practicing and finding He's a landlord voice. because he had to be. He's doing the, the stage art because he wants to do that. Right. Right. And why not? I love him for it. And, and, and I would also say this, this is a place where the Coen brothers kind of take a page from reality. Because LA is a little bit. You've been to a couple of shows. L- LA is a place where there are a lot of creative people and some who are not so much, but they're trying to find a, a showcase. They're attempting. So, so every they're time attempting. I look up a character that's in this film that we're talking about, they're they're already dead. So well, I'm just like, oh. this was 1998, Dan. This was yeah. 25 years. He was an older ago. guy 25 years ago. But yeah, well, no, let's pick up our spirits with some delicious Miller Lights at the bowling alley. Yeah, I know. They, oh, they we don't have any Miller Lights. What oh did my. we have, Dan? Uh, well, we had a couple of different beers, but do we want to talk about the... No, I just did a perfect not? segue, and I'm, I'm tired of you guys ignoring my segues. I'm not ignoring your segues. Yes, All right, you so are. commercial break. If we have commercials, we don't have commercials. But we if we did, they would be here. It'd be for uh, Gutter Balls, the, the new movie from oh, Jackie Treehorn. Jackie Treehorn. <laughs> my favorite just scene was... In the, the, my favorite scene is the, is the fever dream that our hero has. Uh, <laughs> a hero? You, you know what a, a, a good double feature with this would be is Kingpin. <gasps> Yes, <laughs> Kingpin slaps, dude. There's a point where he explains. Well, yeah, we play by Amish. We do what you do, and then half. And he reveals he's not that good of a bowler. He just bowls more so, pins. I think I saw Kingpin once, but I was either very, very tired. Perhaps I had a little bit to drink, but like I don't remember the movie. Andy Quaid, and, uh, Randy Quaid, Randy Quaid, and Woody Harrelson are the leads. I, I mean, I, I remember that part, and oh, I also well, remember it was maybe like very late '90s or early 2000s. I think early 2000s. Uh, but I, maybe I saw this in my college era. Um, you know, yeah, it was but, a, like, it was kind of a teen gross out movie, right? Right, kind of. Kind maybe of. we should do that next. But anyhow, no. anyway, anyway, we had beers with this movie, not that one. 1996. Correct. Yeah, wow. you don't have to yell so loud, dude. 
Oh, I was so shocked. 1996. It wasn't 2004. It was not 2004, which we've done a lot of movies from that year because somehow that just hey, 2004 was a pinnacle of uh, oh, of American cinema. cinema. Oh, yes, cinematic art. Anyway, so anyway, we had some beers with this movie, and not not, yes. not white Russians, not and white not, Russians. Yeah. We thought about it, and then I actually tried googling like what beers were in this because I was like, let's do the beers that they did. And MGD, and, and, and they were not listed. It's it was weird just the they didn't list beers. it because it was pretty clear as we were watching. They can put it, well, they put it so the label's half half off camera. Yeah, yeah. but we so can imagine that was them we saying knew. you never actually saw them drinking it. They were drinking out of a light cup. <sighs> oh no, yeah, but you don't know if that was beer or and water. And the light cup had Miller Light on it, but that doesn't mean anything. That's yeah, just correct. what a bowling alley serves you. Well, Donnie was also point. having Slice every yes. scene. He was drinking Slice. They probably or, got more money from Slice yeah. than uh, Miller yeah. Light and MGD. Well, he had a Diet Coke in the first scene. He had he oh, was, yeah, because I was like, is that Diet Coke? And then there was a Slice, and then there was like. Something else, but also oh, wasn't yeah, every scene. Same. I thought it was every scene. No, yet, Diet Coke was the first one. I, I think. thought Slice was Donnie's thing. I am no, no, so no, no, mistaken. No. Right. Donnie's thing so, is having a heart attack. So this is this is now the time on the podcast we're going to talk about the beer. We are still on a trend, and thank you for the transition over to this. Because you, you're not allowed to thank me unless you cut all that out. All right. <laughs> Don't cut that out. That we, we were talking then. I did a legitimate yeah, segue, and everyone ignored it. Well, it's not all about you, man. It's about it all is. of us. It's about all of us. Uh, and this is all I have, beers. like the dude right. in bowling. The podcast <laughs> abides. The, the podcast, podcast does abide. abide. So you got we, Zelda. We, we're, we're getting close. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> For those that have listened to the past few episodes, we've been working our way through a bunch of beer that we acquired when our favorite, now defunct, wine store closed called... Mac Wine Cellars. Mac Wine Cellars. Here cellars. in the neighborhood, our friends Tim and Petra applaud you for having good good taste in beer. Uh, we tried to help buy a lot of it when they closed, and we did, and we're getting towards the tail end, and there's were a couple of the beers left from that. So we had a hazy IPA from Bear Lick Brewing. Good. There's a Bear Lick in the woods. Good vibes only. <laughs> I keep forgetting good about vibes. that. Yeah, that's, their, that's their tagline. There's a Bear Lick in the woods. It. So Bear Lick Brewing's here in Portland. Good vibes only. Hazy IPA. And it was uh, very appropriate because it's very like retro e 60s. Well, one of the locations is connected to a ranch pizza. We can get a delicious yes. Detroit-style pizza. Correct. Uh, and then, you know, we, we had a stout next after that. But this Bear Lick... Uh, we are all like very happy with it. Uh, good vibes, hazy IPA, uh, Centennial and Cashmere hops, which are typical for the New England style. So Cashmere hops. Cashmere hops. Tell so, me about Cashmere because like Cashmere, I think like Led Zeppelin, and I also think India <laughs> fighting Pakistan. That's so, the appropriate response <laughs> like, to both. Cashmere are going to give you that tropical melon well, and peach. Oh, I guess goats and and sweaters <laughs> too. Yeah, the Centennial is going to give you that heart. It Centennial tends to be pretty high alpha acidity, so it's going to have a lot of the base acids, and it's going to have some of that grapefruit pithy dryness. Uh-huh. The I'm like familiar. Said, the, like, the, I remember the, it. Centennial Centennial is pretty regular in a, yes. a lot of IPAs. Yes. We see a lot of that. Um, mm-hmm. And they probably use some other stuff. Uh, this says that they use the different malts are the Pilsner, white wheat, oat, and vanilla. Or Vienna. Vienna. I, I can't read my own typing. Jeez. So Vienna that's, malt. That's that's worse than you're reading your own handwriting. I know Vienna yeah. malt. Vienna malt is gonna give you that rounded, and the oats can give you super round, super mouthfeely mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Which this the New England IPAs tend to have very thick body. The the white weed and the pills are just gonna be for the kind of the the visual. So it's gonna give it a lighter color, and it's gonna have like when good you pour it in a gla- like when you pour it in a glass. Yes, good head retention. Okay, yeah, we we drink out of cans this evening, so I, I didn't yep. get a chance to look at the. Yep. 
So this is going to be like cloudy, pale, yellow, uh, leafy herbal and floral pine cone kind of nose. It does have some good aromatics when we open them. Mm-hmm. These held up really well, as I've mentioned before. Yeah, I, I, I opened this at the start of the movie. It's still good yeah, now, even like two it, even hours as it, when later. When it warmed up, it got a little bit thin to me and was not very pleasant because there's this acids just still lingered really hard. Well, it wasn't but, super hoppy. Like uh, Brian, you're not a big hop head. Like, well, how how did you like this? It, it was pretty good. Um, it... To me, it had a little grapefruit flavor in it. Yeah, a little bit. And yeah. I'm not, I also don't like grapefruit flavor. Oh, bummer. I'm yeah. a big picky eater. You, yeah, you do not abide. But I, I do not abide. He does not abide. How about sarsaparilla? No, I'm, I'm <laughs> talking. I'm all that. about sarsaparilla. So, <laughs> so did this feel flat? Because it does have lower carbonation than most IPAs do. Uh, it, it felt a little, not I wouldn't call it flat, but kind of a little thin. Yes. I think me. thin works. Like I the viscosity, it's... like the, the, the yeah, mouthfeel. Like it, yeah. It, felt, it felt light. Right. It it did feel light. So And and it went well with the film because yeah, what, of that. Why, so the characteristics of the beer matched what parts of the film? Because it was light and just, airy. Just how, and how, just... Ba- how laid back the dude was. I, yeah, because the yeah. dude abides. He's kind of floating through I, life. I would say it would have matched the entire film. Yeah. Um, because it was... Uh, I've told the the fellows this 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 film I don't analyze a whole lot I've seen it several times but I just enjoy it so I just kind of turn my brain off and enjoy the film mm-hmm. and this is good beer because you know it doesn't call a lot of attention to itself yeah it didn't really change flavors it warmed up and I know that we all took yeah. about an hour to drink because this is a two hour yeah. film yeah. We, and I picked up the second one about halfway through and I was like. I, I'm st- it's still tasting really nice. I had a little mm-hmm. little mm-hmm. bit of backwash left. I was like at the end of the film, I was like, oh, this is this is almost hot now. I mean, it's a That's very the town. dude. And I was like, wow, I'm gonna finish this because it's good. That's interesting, it's, uh, man. That's effing interesting. High, high it, acidity. To it's it. it's not a complicated beer. No, it's, pretty no, it's, it's, it's not. It's and, and I think that kind of uncomplicated. Um, well, quality, and, it, and it doesn't distract you from a f- film that you're kind of just enjoying right. the experience. Of. I mean, it is it the film itself. Um, I mean, in some way, it is very simple but like there's so many characters there's so a lot of detail. layers to it a lot yeah. of that, that if you choose to analyze right. there's a lot you can get out of the film yeah. but oh, you can yeah. also choose to just enjoy it's it kind of skim the surface yeah. too yeah. dan what are you looking for i'm looking for a date on the bottom of the can and i'm not seeing any uh, which is fine i, I was they, looking for marketing copy before yeah. to read and i don't see any so i, I noticed that so, so, and i'm also yeah. disappointed okay so it is one pint at 6.7 percent. so these are you they normally Ooh. come in a four pack of tall boys mm. As you say, doesn't do anything crazy. It's pretty mm-hmm. straightforward in what its intentions are, and actually has a really nice, good, solid flavor profile that doesn't change as it warms up a lot. It does, it does a little bit as all beers will, but this one, as well as the second beer, which I still even have a little bit left in my can because I just am enjoying it a lot. Well, just I, I think both of these paired with the movie. I think yeah. the first one went really, really well. Yeah, the first one matches the dude. You could be I, there at Ralph's with him, and you could get this beer. And watching like him, drink watching him open a relatively large size thing, a half and half, and take a sniff, <laughs> and then write the check with the the little bit of milk on his mustache. Uh, anything bear like I'm usually on board with. I don't think I've had a bear like beer I haven't enjoyed. Yeah. So it was this is an easy one for me. But the next one, I like. I. A little spoiler up at top. I don't think it matched the movie as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I but, would but agree, get, but it's also but, really good, though. Oh, yeah, yeah I still right. liked it. Let, so, let's tell people what the second beer is. Right. Never. So, block 15, <laughs> we'll never say it. <laughs> block 15 Nebula Oat Stout. So this is an American-style 
that's made with rolled oats, uh, English Maris Otter, and five different specialty dark malts, giving it that roasty flavor, a little bit of coffee, dark chocolate, caramel on the back. The coffee, I'm glad, isn't super present. It does have the the bitterness that comes from a dark a, a chocolate little bit. coffee. Yeah, roast, yeah, but, yeah. Um, it's it's really smooth and balanced as far as I'm concerned. It's this really- Ruby Black's Oatmeal Stout is brewed with pale malt and specialty dark malt with rich notes of roast chocolate ganache, cold brew, and caramel softened by a smooth oat body. It's See, the, the cold brew I probably picked up on because I love That's a cold brew. Block 15. By Nebula. Yeah. Mm. Brewed so, and canned by Block 15 Brewing Company in Corvallis, Oregon. 6%. So, government oat. warning. Nope. I'll stop. Well, I mean, for, for oat, I tend to think of kind of almost a creaminess. That kind of kind of of Typically, that, right? like a like a heavier body, kind yeah. of like a softer taste. Right. Uh, 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 easier on the palate. I, I sort of more, got that with this. I get more coffee than like creaminess. Though. I mean, wh- whatever I got, I really enjoyed. I just, I feel like I was, I kind of wish I'd watched a Batman movie with this. Yeah. Or, or, or like or, any kind or, of dark or superhero dra- vibe. Even, even a drama. This oh, would go yeah. well with. Like but, something with more emotional content. Like, I mean, like, like The Fugitive. Yeah. I mean, this film is a good film. Great the, film. The Lady from Shanghai. But it doesn't have a lot of <laughs> emotional <laughs> content. Right. Yeah. It, it feels like a Coen brother kind of vibe. There's. Right. Stuff happening, but you're never really fully emotionally invested. But it's still a fun ride. I, I right. just want to interject. We're like 42 minutes into the podcast, and we have yet to mention the music. True. So check out the beers. Check out the movie. But let's talk about that music because I we did not mention that. I tried to think about like the the visuals and stuff. Well, we he really... referenced Roy Rogers playing early on as the yeah. tumbleweed went through L.A. <laughs> LA. So yeah, there, well, there's the, a lot the of t- interesting tumbleweed blows through life a lot like our the dude blows. Well, through we get life. that we get the uh, Creedence Clearwater later after he makes a point. <laughs> and I hate yeah. the effing eagles. Right? Well, <laughs> C- CCR shows up at least twice. The yeah. eagles. Shows up three Bob times. Dylan. Uh, as Bob a, Dylan, as a as a precursor in Spanish to uh to as a harbinger for the for the Jesus. Oh, Los Lobos. It, it plays a it plays as a Hotel California. I think the Los Lobos covers of Hotel California in but Spanish, but originally yeah. in a, an Eagles song. Yeah, right. Which then later, when the dudes having his, really in his uh, uh doldrums, being so, yelled at by that cabbie, the Eagles play again. There's there's also a. Henry Mancini does does a lot of stuff. And so right. I hear a little bit of Elvis Presley. So the, the Jackie Treehorn scene yes. is Henry Mancini. Yeah. And then there's an Elvis Costello song. There's Tones Van Zandt. What's the Elvis Costello song? There's, there's a cover of Rolling Stones yep. song as mm-hmm. the final song. Yep. There's whatever music it plays in his uh, gutter balls <laughs> hallucination. That's a that's a uh, that's another Bob Dylan. <laughs> What's uh, what condition my condition was in? Right. I think was Bob Dylan. But I would say, like the the movie itself, two big thumbs up from me. The movie is phenomenal, and because so many things were done so well, it's easy to take the music I think for granted and not like notice how exceptionally well this. It doesn't distract, and I think that it just adds to the flavor and visual. Adds to Mm -hmm. the moment, which you should. Yeah, so it's in it's in service of the the quote unquote story, but like the the characters also. Yeah, there's a lot of I'm I'm just looking through this like there's a list uh you just google songs the in the Big Lebowski uh and there's a lot of information about it. This movie has a lot of information on the internet and there Yeah, there's a lot of fans who dig up a lot of stuff about it and talk about which, it which non-stop. may or may not actually <laughs> be intended. True. Yeah, yeah there's like 30 <laughs> there's just about 30 songs 
quote unquote songs that are in the film, not necessarily as part of the soundtrack, but you can hear it in the film. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot. Well, there's a song playing. Uh, there was like a Mozart the, in in the uh, the the Private Dick's little Beetle that you notice once he shuts the door, it gets a lot quieter. Yeah, as mm. if he's just playing it really loud in his car. Oye, como va? By Santana played a few times. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, there's there's a lot of really interesting things. So I think. I, oh, I'm Viva curious. Las Vegas? Yeah, Viva. Well, that, was that was kind of yep. Bunny's song. That was yeah. Bunny's song. That, that was Bunny's uh, Which, song, yeah. when she went zipping by in the red car, was red, playing. Little and red then, Corvette. And then it was when she crashed. When still she got playing. Back to the, it was probably the one song on the tape probably deck. Probably just kept replaying over and over and over. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, I It doesn't really say who selected the songs. I'm imagining that people pre- in charge of the I, film. I presume the Coens either picked out the songs or found people who they trusted to pick out the songs. They they probably had a music supervisor who ran selections by them. Yeah. So why does the dude hate the Eagles? We never know. Maybe uh, uh, maybe Lars uh, Ulrich from Metallica was big into the Eagles, and he th- he said they were a-holes, so he hates them now. You know, they did reference Metallica as... He was uh, a roadie, and he said they were a-holes. Yeah, and, but he, we never hear Metallica in the soundtrack or <laughs> like any other reference to them. And you yeah. think he's probably just... He was just lying. There's no way. I mean, he probably made up a lot of stuff. Like, he's... Yeah. The dude's great, but he's unreliable. probably a loser. <laughs> the dude is unreliable. Yeah, he's, a, he's the most unreliable narrator I've ever seen since the Guy Pierce's role in Memento. She probably kidnapped herself. Yeah. All right. Well, that, that's, so, that's so just here's a Walter theory on the out. Eagles. Oh, okay. boy. I have formulated a theory. Okay. So Hotel California is about kind of coming to California and never getting the motivation to do anything else with your life. Okay. That is kind of the dude's story. Oh. So maybe the hatred of the Eagles is his self-loathing. Huh. There's my theory. Okay. I like it. All right. The Blake right. abides. This is the first theory I've ever heard, so I, I'm on board. All right. <laughs> there you go. Correct. Well, it's I'm been, just it's, agree. It's been no, confirmed no, no, by Dan, great. so yeah, it's no, accurate. No, no, no. It is. It, it, was, it was done by the Gypsy Kings. It wasn't the actual Eagle song. Oh, the Gypsy King. I thought it was Los Lobos. I'm so wrong. I, I apologize because I was wrong. No, yeah, no, no. It's all good. There's I don't accept the apology. <laughs> the I'll internet. be wrong again, Blake. We're, we're gonna, <laughs> it's on the internet, so it must be true. Mm-hmm. Interesting film. Thank you guys for re- recommending it and, and having these interesting beers to go with it as mm-hmm. the I w- backdrop. I will say, uh, not appropriate for teenagers. There will be so much that's lost. Uh, unless it's old teenagers. Young, young teenagers are kids. They won't find anything. No, there's in there's this a movie bit of nudity and some with. violence, and I this uh, is not necessarily a lot of cursing. It's not very kid appropriate because it goes way it would go way over their head. They yeah, most I think it's not kid appropriate because there's not really kids who are like the dude. The dude is kind of like a Gen X, maybe late millennial kind of thing, or early millennial kind of thing. Uh, oh just no, just being d- a there, dude who's just laid back and eh, whatever. Man. There are millennial dudes, I think. Yeah, are, yeah, 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 but yeah. but not not Gen Z. I don't think Gen Z's got dudes. No. They're, they're too high strung. They have too much internet, too much anxiety. The dude's the dude was genuinely listening to a a bowling. Uh, <laughs> oh god, what was it? like a no, bowling he was listening playoff? To a bowling championship while smoking weed on his Sports new rug. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that. That's what he did to unwind. Kids today watch Adventure Time and then they freak out over the ramifications of the psych- philosophical ramifications. Yeah. That that is the most like that is the dude distilled though as a character in that scene. Like he's smoking pot on his new rug, mm-hmm. listening on a cassette, oh, yeah. headphones to a bowling championship of like just the ball hitting the pins. Like that that was well, that, that's what we can hear. <laughs> Who knows what's actually he's been here with the commentary? Correct, because this again was told by 
not Sam, not by Sam Elliott, cowboy. and this was yeah. he was by an the narrator. cowboy Sam Elliott, and it was his perspective. So we don't know what was actually on that tape. I imagine a dude is listening to bowling and just listening to the bowling ball pins go crash because yeah, we should be lucky to be like him. Well, mm-hmm. I will say two big thumbs up for me. I love this movie. I would encourage anybody who has not seen it. It is worth your time. It's 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 artistic and and sort of I don't know it's such, such a great it, story. It's Come, a good one to watch with and, friends. And yeah. it's fun to watch enjoyable. alone, but it's great to watch with friends. Yeah, yeah it's a cult, it, cultural touchstone, as it were. Mm-hmm. And if it you does. have German-speaking friends, all the better. <laughs> oh, they'll appreciate how Germans are portrayed. If you have this, feminist like, friends, all the better. All the better. <laughs> all the better. <laughs> if it's you have a uh, German feminist friends, if you, you have even, friends who are in wheelchairs but faking their wealth, they'll love it. <laughs> or any man friends. <laughs> if you have your friends with Amy Mann, it's not going to stop. If your friends with Amy Mann, she's probably into it. She Wait, seems really chill. Know. Wait, so uh, Magnolia, I thought was a big moment for Amy Mann. That was maybe t- four, two or four years after this. That's probably bigger than for her than this. Yeah, I know it was because I, 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 sure. I keep forgetting until that particular scene. Like, oh shit, it's Amy Mann. No, this is a cameo for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah, 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 along with Flea. With yeah. uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. So maybe it is an L.A. Th- movie. I don't think he even says anything in the whole film. I he might say he a couple of words. during the fight. Does he yeah, during yeah, the fight? Yeah. Okay. Not it's not plot fair. <laughs> the nihilist says it's not fair. What a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, as always, the opinions expressed during the taping of this recording is of the host. Thank you for listening and hanging out and find some good beers to have with this really wonderful film. I think, you know, IPA hazy, something I think IPA hazy, something you can, if you want to have one beer over the course of two hours, a a, a hazy is good because it'll change. Or a few Miller Lights, I guess. Any lager. Any lager. Any lager. Any lager lager. will do you well. All right. So until next time, this is Aaron. Thank you for listening. And uh, God, I love this movie. Great movie. This is Blake saying, if you don't hydrate, then I can't bide you dehydrating. Mm-hmm. This is Brian. Thank you for listening. Bye. Alrighty, everyone. <laughs>